Hey, you know what time it is, so sit back, get up your feet, and grab a cold one, and get ready to talk some sports because this is our year. Welcome to the podcast today. Uh, my name's Randy. And I'm future Browns head coach, Dusty. And we welcome you to our very first podcast. Um, really just trying to get this thing started. Won't know our, our layout and everything we're going to do, but uh, as today, we'll probably talk to you about a little bit of us and our favorite teams and what we pull for. And then uh, as the uh, as these things progress, we'll probably get into some other, mainly NFL, NBA probably. A little bit of NCAA too, you know. Yeah, once the Hokies kick around. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Dusty, go ahead. Tell them about yourself, what's your teams. Let's see. Well, my name's Dusty, obviously. Follow me on Twitter at ThisIsOurDusty. Also, follow Randy on Twitter. This is our Randy, all one word. Uh, just got that up and started looking to make that real active. So definitely check us out on there. But personally, I'm a big Boston fan, Boston everything. I'm talking Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots, Bruins. They team and they have a Boston on them. I like them. How did that come about? <sighs> David Ortiz is how that came about. Big poppy. Yeah. When you're a fat kid playing baseball, <laughs> and you watch MLB games and you say, hey, look, there's a big fat guy hitting home runs. Yeah, I want to be him. I remember your baseball coach. I don't think he was a fat kid, but he was a big, he was a big kid for baseball. Oh, no, no, no. I was big poppy size. <laughs> Little poppy. Big chunky. Little poppy. So, okay, all Boston. And that's that's true. That's, that's uh, Even like Boston College there for a short stint. Even gave up on the Hokies there for a short four years. That was during like some peak Matt Ryan era, though. And there's not a lot of people, if you don't live in the area, that, that can actually say they pull for teams, you know, in in one area. Oh, yeah. Because you know, you're going to find out about me. It's, it's totally different. But um, – Mine, you know, I'm Randy, and um, I'm just all across the board. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, have been for years. When I was when I was real little, I was a Miami Dolphins fan, and uh, then switched over to the Cowboys because of my cousin, and whatever he did was cool. So I had to be a had to be what he was. Um, L.A. Lakers, uh, probably at the time I become a Lakers fan. I liked their colors. Uh, Magic was playing. Everybody worthy and all of them. Really liked their colors. And it was a, sort of a bandwagon thing, too. Everybody was into the Lakers back in those days, early 80s. So the Patriot fan at the table is the one that isn't the bandwagon fan. I would like to get that on the record, first <laughs> podcast. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Cincinnati Reds fan. My grandpa was a Cincinnati Reds fan. I don't follow baseball as much. Uh, I like to watch a game every once in a while, some some local stuff. but uh, And I'd like to go to another major league game someday. But I am a Reds fan. And then uh, we was talking about some NCAA stuff. Of course, I went to Virginia Tech. Oh, I always be a hokey. Um, I tell everybody the reason I got two big ulcers: one on the left side is a cowboy ulcer, and the one on the right side is a hokey ulcer. So, <laughs> Relatable. Yeah, if you know, know what I'm talking about. So, um, just to, again, like to welcome everybody to the uh, to the podcast. And uh, when we started this today, I, we was wondering what we was going to talk about, and I told Dusty, "What's the biggest thing that you've heard of in sports the last couple of days?" And he came up with a topic, so we'll go ahead and start with that. So go ahead, Dusty. Well, um, it's been a pretty dry week in sports, I could say. You know, nobody's really playing anything right now. There's a couple talks of some stuff getting going. But honestly, the biggest news this week is Eli Manning's old, you know, geriatric butt joining Twitter, finally. <laughs> it's And then, oh gosh, Tom Brady getting on there roasting him, saying that he's finally coming in the fourth quarter again. You know, just it's classic. It's classic Brady and Manning. And that burn enough, but uh, a lot of people don't know, didn't Brady have two comebacks against Eli in the fourth quarter in two big games? Probably, but, I mean, they weren't the Super Bowl. No, it wasn't like, the Super Bowl. Let's, 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 like, 
Tom Brady fan through and through, but Eli Manning beat Tom Brady. Okay. Like he's, he's got him. He he's beat him in the Super Bowl twice. That's true. That's true. He beat him in the Super Bowl twice. And so. the Dolphins, Dolphins always give him a hard time too. So uh, at least one game a year at home, Miami, it's going to beat the Patriots. Exactly. And they, this past year was what they had their worst record of the year and beat them. Oh yeah, yeah. There at the end of the year, somehow we're supposed to be tanking to try to get Tua there, but uh, they somehow didn't tank and still got Tua. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Miami Dolphins fans, I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you, and we'll just keep it at that. <laughs> um, now, is Eli on any other social media, or is he just now getting involved in all of it? Oh, gosh, I imagine he's like Brady. He probably had like a Facebook, and then he's just now starting to slowly branch out over time. And I, and I know some people, uh, that works for them. I mean, uh, there's other stars out there that don't really hit social media a lot, and then there's some that, that tear it up every day. I mean, I don't follow Peyton, but I'm not sure how much he does on social media either. So, I mean, it might be a thing that uh, Eli's found out, you know, the less you're on it, the less criticism or whatever you got to put up with. And I personally think it's just Eli comes from a different generation. I think it's the same reason Tom Brady didn't get on Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff for all these years. It's because when they were coming out of a draft class in, like, you know, early 2000s, late 90s, there, was, there wasn't no Twitter. Yeah. You know, Facebook wasn't even thought about for another five, six years. That's true. So these guys didn't have anything like that to post on it. You know, the worst you had to worry about back then was like some paparazzi. Social media wasn't a thing. So it was just a totally different time. And now I think some of them let uh, social media probably get above their, doing their job. I mean, uh, Cam Newton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some the, of the race car drivers, uh, they're more worried about social media than they are doing their jobs. Worried about their Instagram followers, worried about getting likes on pictures, worried about getting them honeys in the DMs, and not worried about scoring baskets or kicking field goals. There you go. There you go. So there you go, the, um, the big news of the week. Eli Manning is retired now. He's a Twitter Twitter follower, so if you want to follow Eli, go look him up. Uh, probably be a pretty interesting to see what he's going to do in his retirement. Not sure if he's going to the booth or uh, anything like that. We were just talking about that, so uh, just stay tuned with that. I can sadly say I'll probably be giving the man a follow. Yeah, me That's too. sadly. <laughs> me too. Okay, well, we'll move on to our next uh, subject. We was just uh, talking and um, sort of throwing a question around, what would you do or what would this do? And Dusty came up with um, – who do you think the biggest bust coming out of college into a pro sport is? It could be NBA, NFL, anything. And that's that's a pretty broad broad thing. And um, my, uh, my, my answer was Johnny Manziel. Uh, I'm sure there's more out there. That's the first one to come off my head, off the top of my head. Which, uh, which one did you think? I'll say definitely Johnny Manziel was probably the most public one. But, I mean, when you look at Jamarcus Russell, he just played Oakland dirty, made him pick him first. He was out of shape. You know, he looked like a stud in college and then sit there and he sat out. He refused to sign contracts until they would give him a ridiculous amount of money for the time. Like, I think he was wanting like a $20 million contract back then. Like, the only, per the only player getting paid $20 million back then was Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like, the only person that had got paid $20 million a year by then was Michael Jordan, and he did it 15 years before that, 10 years before that. That's true. That's true. So um, if anybody else knows, uh, has another idea of who the biggest flop coming out of the NCAA into uh, pro sports is, like Dusty said, you can uh, post it on our um, Twitter page, uh, at this is, Dusty, this is Our Dusty and at This Is Our Randy. So uh, – I'll be interested to see what everybody else has in common. I'm sure there's hundreds of them, but uh, that's the two we came up with right off the top of our heads. So 
uh, let's hear your ideals. Oh, yeah, in the NBA alone, it's got tons and tons and tons. Like, there was that one guy. Who was the guy that got drafted with uh, LeBron, D. Wade, Carmelo Anthony, that whole class, the uh, white boy from Eastern Europe somewhere? Not, you remember him? The Pistons picked him? Yeah, yeah. But it, it, Gosh, uh, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, though. I know another one, though, since you mentioned that uh, player out of Ohio State, Greg Oden. Oh, yeah, uh, looked yes. Looked like he was 80 years old when he was drafted. But, yes. And his wasn't that he didn't have the talent. He just he stayed hurt all the time. I thought his was cocaine. No, no, no. He stayed hurt. Oh, okay. Who was the one that did cocaine and did all the Kardashians? Was that? Lamar. That was Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep, yeah. okay. Yeah, that makes sense they now. They found dead at the chicken ranch or Yeah, whatever. they found him. Had uh, to revive him. Had to revive him from a drug coma at a... Uh, chicken ranch. Yeah, the chicken ranch out in Vegas. Vegas, or outside of Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of you guys obviously know what the chicken ranch is. For the rest <laughs> of you, Google it. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's a, it's a legal, legal place. It's an establishment. Entertainment. Entertainment establishment. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, well, I guess the big thing on everybody's mind right now, like we said, why would you be starting a sports podcast when there's really no sports going on? Um, you know, NASCAR has been racing the last two weeks. They're racing today at Charlotte, matter of fact. Um, but they're doing 10 races in like 19 days, and you got to be within so many miles of Charlotte. They're practicing social distancing. There's no fans. So they're really the only thing going right now. But what kind of wear and tear is that going to do on the drivers, though? Well, true. Because that's it takes a lot of toll on your body to drive however many hundreds of laps they're making them drive around that track. You know, they sweat out a lot of electrolytes and fluids. And if you're having to do that, how many times in a month? Well, this this past last week, they did Darlington twice in so many days. So. And then, you know, plus they got to travel and all that, too. Yeah. So, plus, they're not doing appearances and stuff. So I guess it lets them rest a little bit, too. But, um, you know, I researched a little bit uh, what's going on with some of your major um, organizations. And um, the NBA, it's it's um, team-specific. Uh, some of them are opening up their practice facilities just to players only. Uh, some of them has got six players. Some can let eight players. No coaches, no assistant coaches, uh, just pretty much conditioning, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get them, get them ready, I think. What was it, March the 21st was the last day they played a game? Something like that. So, it was and, mid-March-ish. And we're right in the middle of what been playoffs right now, I'm thinking, close to it. I know the NBA draft was already supposed to happen. Yeah. But it has been pushed back to the end of June now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's going to go through. But one thing that uh, when I was reading was um, what they are doing is they're really pushing uh, preventative stuff for this COVID-19 Uh their website is linked to the um, Disease Center. Center for Disease Control, yes, CDC. Yes, yes, sorry about that. And uh, trying to help people that way because, as everybody knows, when this thing first broke out, uh, the one in the NBA had several players that tested positive. Uh, I think Dusty said it was Utah. Yeah, Rudy Gobert made that joke going around touching all the reporters' mics, you know, making a big joke about coronavirus, and then comes out that he is the first NBA player to get it. Yeah. And then a bunch of his teammates ended up gotten it. Now, there is no way that we can sit here and say, like, you know, yeah, Rudy O'Bear got it and gave it to everybody else off of that. But, come on, man. You got your just desserts almost in a way. Like, I don't wish this disease on anybody, but, man, that was just not a good – ah, just bad comedy. I'll just put it like that. It was bad, bad, bad try to joke. Juju. Yeah, it was like you, you jinx yourself, you know, in a way. It's like stepping on a crack, breaking no. a mirror. And I think that uh, didn't several of the players they were playing on that, that uh, swing come down with it too? I thought I believe right, yes. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. So, and that's the thing about it. The uh, 
NBA and, and any of the other ones, if they did decide to go back to play right now, it's hard to social distance when you got that many people on the court at the same time. Even if you took the fans out, how are you going to social distance while you're guarding somebody? Exactly, you're like, right up against them. Yeah, it'd be like the old school where they used to play in high school, where they would only play one end of the court. I know Rover. Yeah, where you Rover. had to have somebody playing back on defense all yeah. the time. Yeah, stuff like that. It would end up like yeah. that. And, and and going into that, talk. You know, the uh, NFL same way. Um, they've got some of their facilities open, but it's only for business. Uh, executives and stuff like that. No players have reported. Uh, we were talking, you know, you got these kids, they've drafted. They're coming right how hot off the draft, and now they've hit a wall. You know, what what do I do? Yeah. They're, they're responsible for keeping themselves uh, physically fit. They're doing their workouts in their basements and their living rooms. So, I mean, they're they're up against a, a big, big thing right now. Yeah, like your linemen are going to come to camp. They're not going to be hitting the weights that you want, like, your receivers just aren't going to have that step to them. But, I mean, what do you expect? Everybody's stuck in the house, and they have been for months. So, it's just it's going to be different. I I think NFL could either go about this a really bad and try to rush it, and they're going to get a lot of people infected, including players, you know, fans, personnel, etc. Or, you know, they could just take their time with it, have no fans there, wait, you know, let's get, you know, let's let's, let's see how this plays out. You know, this isn't just a – this disease isn't just a blizzard. It's a winter, you know, and it's turning from that into like a year almost. So, I don't know. I just think it really – it's going to be a real big decision maker. I think sports are going to be one of the biggest eyes on them for this whole like public gathering things. Because other than like a concert, what is your other big multi-hundreds and thousands of people gathering? That's true, and you could do a concert um... – Without people, I mean, online. They did it on Fortnite. Like, Travis Scott had a Fortnite concert that millions of people went to. Like, it was cool. It was free. Why not? A lot of you places, we always kid around that uh, having a game without fans and some of you people, depends on who you played for and where you was at, said they was used to that because nobody showed up for their games anyway. So, that's just a big joke going around. But uh, I think, like you said, I think it's going to be – it's going to affect us for a long time, even even if it started back today. I mean – uh, it's going to affect the way people interact with other people. Um, like we was talking earlier, if, if NCAA makes their decision on what they're going to do, I mean, they throw, threw all kinds of things out there, but, I mean, we're looking at playing football in the spring, Dude, having pull. NCAA football and basketball at the same time. That's Play, unheard of. Players may never shake hands after a game again. True. Like, after this, players may never shake hands again. That's true. Like, how long is it going to be till we get fans in there? But it's then just, you're – rubbing up against each other and flopping and hitting well, and in uh italy right before everything went down there and started to hit the fan they had a soccer match with like i don't want to misquote but i want to say like thirty thousand, forty thousand people there it was a big national soccer match every single person there got infected wow like every single person what, what do you expect you're sitting right on top of each other you sweating. know sweating on each other spitting, spitting and screaming breathing. like you're just breathing the same air like yeah of course you're going to get infected so that's just something that you can't just like they can't they can't willy nilly just be like okay everything's fine you know let's let's just go back to normal forty thousand people in the stands like it's I don't think it's going to go back like that this year. I mean even like we was talking earlier with NASCAR I mean I was wondering how it was going to work without the fans. It's weird without the fans, but they're still racing. They yeah, got their masks on. They're doing their social distance. They're doing their interviews from the car haulers or their campers or whatever. 
they got the microphones on it, you know, six foot poles. Yeah. So, and, and that might be something we see in the NFL, but like I said, or the NBA, but you got to, you got to figure out how to keep everybody separated. And I'm ready for it to come back. I mean, I'm the first to say I'm ready for sports, but I don't, I'm not ready for sports if it's going to uh, gonna sacrifice put, somebody's health. Yeah, if it's going to put anybody in risk, there's not a point. Or if it's going to put us back further than we are right now. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's what scares me. We're going to say, hey, just like open up the beaches. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, be great to be at the beach, be great to the – but why go back and set yourself back for what you've already accomplished? The last two months that we've been sitting inside – you know, twiddling our thumbs, watching the news, it's been for nothing. Yeah. If we just go back to what we were doing and, you know, just a whole new outbreak. That's that's what second waves are. There's going to be a second wave. Yeah, I mean, that's, they're telling us. It's, it's going to happen. And if we open sports, it's there's your second wave, guys. There is your second wave. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Yep. Well, I'm sure we could talk about COVID-19 for hours upon hours, but and uh, we don't. We don't know what's happening. And so. I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing about it. They are. They yeah. Are. I mean, can't turn on the news today without hearing about it. So maybe they can get our sports information through us. How's that? Oh, yeah. Through non-fake news. Non-fake. Because, uh, um, I mean, it is our year. It is our year, guys. <laughs> our motto. I've been um, hearing it since 1997 about the Cowboys, so it's got to be true. It's got to be. This is your We signed that quarterback. Hey. How if can we don't you sign him? We got Andy Dalton to back him up. <laughs> got the goat Andy the on redhead. there. Redhead, <laughs> the lunatic ginge. <laughs> Did have a good draft, but uh, speak of that, I guess we can go right into that. Um, we're probably a little late, but um, what was your uh, what was your thoughts on the draft? The mainly, I guess, number one draft pick, and then uh, maybe what your team got, and some busts or uh, some stuff that you want to comment on the draft. Okay, uh, definitely. I guess we'll just start it out with number one here, Joe Burrow. Obviously, everybody was talking about that pick. Everybody knew that pick was coming. Cincinnati was tired of Andy Dalton. They needed a young guy to come in. And Joe Burrow just, he had a crazy year. This year in college, this year was insane. And when you look at his stats from the year before, they just, they look like they're made up. So either this kid is about to come out and do something incredible or he could be a bust. I don't know. Because, I mean, he's got the small hands, a couple other things about him. But I think he's going to do good. Now, I think the dude who was going number two, Chase Young, should have been the number one. But Cincinnati needed a quarterback. He was at Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. that defensive end from Ohio State. He's a – everybody's calling him a generational talent. And from the tape I'm seeing and just, like, his build, he just – he's a grown man. Well, speaking of Burrow, I mean – me personally, I've never I've coached a little bit of football, but I don't know where their thinking is. But um, would you have would you have drafted him and got rid of Andy Dalton, or would you have kept Andy Dalton around another year and sort of put him under his? Oh, I don't know what Andy was making. I could have looked that up, but I I feel like you got I feel like the Bengals have needed to get rid of Andy Dalton now for a while because I mean they've had him for years now, years as long as I can think. The last quarterback I can remember for. the the Bengals before him was Carson Palmer. Like Phil Sims for me. Not yeah. Phil Sims, but uh, Boomer Sison. Yeah, see, if that tells you how long <laughs> it's been since I can think of another, you know, relatable Bengals quarterback since Andy Dalton. He's been there for a minute. And the Bengals were the Browns before the Browns were the Browns, correct? It, they always got the first-round draft pick, never could do anything with it? Kind of, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think they're going to do something with this one. I think Burrow's going to do something. I think he's going to be a decent kid. I think he's going to do better than what 
I think when you look at it in three years, they're going to be a lot happier that they got him over Andy Dalton. Anybody can take down the Clemson Tigers, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Anybody takes down old uh, Sunshine from uh, Clemson, they they got to be something going on. They've done something. They've done something. Okay, so we uh, you said number two was uh, Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Went to the Redskins, which I don't like, but. I mean, yeah. <laughs> They they deserve him or need him. Need him. That's the other word. Uh, number three, Jeff Okuda. Okunda. Okunda. Another yeah. Ohio State player. Cornerback. Yeah. Um, Detroit good, Lions. Good pick. They lost Darius Slay, so they definitely needed some help. Needed a lockdown, so I think that was a good solid pick. I mean, Stafford's still getting the job done. I really like carry on at the running back. Galladay is a good receiver. Yeah, that that's probably a good pick. Um, number four was Andrew Thomas went to the New York Giants. Oh yeah, that was offensive that six seven lineman that's going to be protecting Danny Dimes next year. Again, great pick, great pick because Danny Dimes needs all the protection he can get. Don't you think Eli's like scratching his head now, saying, "Why didn't y'all draft two linemen when I was back there getting a the crap beat out of?" Me? Yeah, when's the last time they gave Eli Manning a lineman? Protection. Okay, yeah, they. Let's think about it. They Three must, concussions ago. Yeah, like they must have some really big feelings about this Danny Dimes kid if they are giving him linemen and they never gave Eli a lineman. Never. Eli never got anything. <laughs> no, no. He, he got OBJ. Well, true. He got OBJ when he was like, you know, Eli was 35 throwing to him, past his prime. Probably shouldn't have been playing anymore, but, hey, he was out there. Here's one, uh, number five, Miami Dolphins. Tua. Tua. Great pick. Uh, everybody was thinking just that. I feel like that was the talk of the draft was, is Miami going to take Tua? Everybody's been talking about Tua to Miami since last year before NCAA season even started, back when everybody was talking about Tua being the number one pick. Everybody was asking, oh, is he going to Miami? Is Miami going to do it? Then he got the injury. So it kind of went up in the air there for a while, but I, I guess Miami's seeing through it, and they see something in the kid that they're just – Willing to take a chance on him. But uh, is it really a chance, though, the way he performed at Alabama? Depends on his health. Really? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Just like everything else. And you forgot to mention that you're sort of a uh, Alabama football fan, too. I mean, they all right. They're good. You know, they like they win games. I like that. Roll Tide? You know, Hokies <laughs> suck sometimes, and <laughs> it feels nice to be a winner. <laughs> Let's see who else we got here. Number six. L.A. Chargers, Justin Herbert, quarterback. You know, big tie rod guy, big tie rod guy, but there you go. Herbert's good guy. Uh, best Oregon quarterback they've had coming out of there since probably Mariota. And honestly, Mariota probably looked better than him in college. So, mm, will he turn out? I don't know. I think he's going to sit behind tie rod all year this year. And... My hopes, personally, is that Tyrod has a ball in year this year because he's got every weapon he needs on that team. He's got a killer defense. Correct. You know, he's got a line. He's got wide receiving weapons. He's got Austin Eckler to, you know, hand off to. So, Tyrod's got all the tools right now. And, again, he's got to stay healthy, too. He's, yeah. got, he's got some you know, finger problems. and So, as long as, little, long little as Tyrod, you know, nurses all them little injuries, stays healthy, and just doesn't let him play, doesn't let the rookie play up to him, I think he's going to be okay, and I think next year he'll probably get a you know good contract somewhere. Rough life having to live in L.A. at the beach. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Rough life having to go be a starter for L.A. Hey, where's our where's a man Philip Rivers? Philip Rivers is in Indianapolis now for the Colts. Yeah, yeah on but a one year deal. I think that was a good choice too. Oh, definitely. 
I seen a thing about him too the other day. He's already got his uh, career for after NFL set up too. He's uh, going to be coaching at some uh, – I can't remember if it's Catholic or a Christian high school somewhere in uh, Alabama. Yeah, He's going to be the high school coach. Making big money. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. He's already got the contract. And they're like – so you got to think, whoever's the high school coach there is just knowing like, I'm oh, gone. I hope Philip Rivers doesn't retire this year <laughs> because I'm out of a job. I'm gone. Here I go to assistant. I'll be an assistant. Let's see who we got next. Um, Carolina Panthers, Derek Brown, defensive tackle. Hadn't heard much about the Panthers. Panthers, they they did some really good offseason moves. They signed, uh, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater, which I thought, great pickup. Yeah, I thought he's been slept on since he went down with that injury with the Vikings years ago. And, I mean, he proved it. He proved that he can still ball out with the Saints last year. He won four or five games for him while Drew Brees was down. Might have been more than that, but that's all I can remember right off the top of my head. So that's a defensive tackle, so uh, he's uh... – they do need some defensive help. Luke Keekley's retired, you know. But they also got some other people in the free agency. They signed that uh, P.J. Walker from XFL, who was the Houston Roughnecks quarterback. Oh, yeah. They signed That's him. Right. yeah. So maybe he gets in there, gets a practice squad spot, balls out, and becomes a backup. I mean, they still got Will Greer from West Virginia. So it's going to be, yeah, they, they probably needed a defense. Yeah, probably a good pick there. He was about the best guy on the board. Uh, number eight, um, Arizona took Isaiah Simmons. All right, linebacker. I lie, I lie. Isaiah Simmons was the best guy on the board right there. <laughs> that kid from Clemson is just how he could have slipped. Yeah, like anything, he can do anything. Literally anything. Put him at corner, safety, linebacker. I think he could play cornerback or quarterback if you wanted him to. Wide right. receiver, don't matter. I remember watching him in the championship game. He was pretty, pretty special. Oh yeah, like he's he's the one player in this draft that even though he didn't go in the top five. He could easily be the best talent. Built like a truck. Yeah, built like a truck, dude. Yeah. Just insane. Huge man. Huge man for his, his position. Number nine, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars took C.J. Henderson from Florida. Cornerback. Cornerback. How much about him? I didn't hear much about him nearing the college years, but I'm guessing if they're, he's a second off the board, he's got to be a lockdown corner, in which that's what Jacksonville needs. They've lost Bouye. They lost uh, – God, what was the other guy? I don't like him anymore. What's his name? Mm, killing me here. He plays for the Rams now. It presses oh, my mind too. Gosh, he's the one that's always on Twitter calling people out. I'm but anyway, have, they needed. They needed. Yeah, somebody. they needed help. They needed help. I don't know how I forgot his name right now. We can look it up. Yeah. Uh, and then last, we're just going top ten right now. And then we'll make a few comments. Uh, number ten, Cleveland Browns took uh, Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle out of Alabama. I mean, you got to protect Baker. So, I mean, you look there, the SEC was uh, pretty well represented. Oh, definitely. In, uh, in the first round the SEC there. SEC and the Big Ten. Sure were. Uh, ACC had one. Wow. Let's see. SEC had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of the top ten picks come out of the SEC, which is not a It's not, not a unusual, you know, but very it, but normal. But it's usually Alabama, 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 Alabama. Mm. But, you know, it's changed up this year a little bit, so. Um, and I guess after that, um, Jalen Ramsey, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know how I forgot Jalen Ramsey's go. name. It's just ever since he left Jacksonville, I haven't cared about him. There you go. Like I just, I remember him and T Y Hilton always getting into it. And then T Y Hilton came out in that clown face, like mask and just made him look like a fool in that playoff game and put up like 150 yards or something like that. So after that, I stopped caring about Jalen Ramsey. And obviously he ain't doing much with the Rams right now. I mean, he could be doing his thing, but eh. what's your um, 
and it don't have to be in the. It's of course it's not in the top ten. Uh, what's your most controversial pick? Uh, somebody that went something you don't understand it. Somebody wasted a pick. The Patriots kicking or picking the kicker for Marshall, like that makes no sense to me. I mean, that is like Bill Belichick's favorite special teams round. Like that's where he picks his special teams every year. But I don't get it. He wasn't a top ten kicker. Like he has that three percenter tattoo on his arm. Like he just <laughs> is like he, he his college numbers look okay. Like his field goals kicked and his percentages and everything. But like there was 10 other kickers on the board that were bigger, you know, that were just better just by the, you know, he by that, the draft analysis. He might've got him for a steal. <sighs> Who knows? I mean, the thing is, is he probably still would have been there at the end of the draft to sign for free agent. Yeah, true. He that's, was just still been there. But we all know Bill Belichick. Cause there was only three kickers that went in the draft. So yeah. the likelihood that a dude that wasn't even in the top 10, that was going to go that had a three percenter tattoo on his arm really how likely was he going to go but like we talked before belichick nobody knows on draft picks yeah. anyway belichick does where's he get his stars he at? gets his receivers Out some of recycling bin. five ten white boy works at walmart he's like you done bagging groceries and want to catch bombs okay yeah, here's your contract <laughs> we got a hokey up there now oh yeah 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 that you is definitely that? definitely gonna need me a dalton keen Patriots jersey as soon as possible just because they finally got a Hokie on the team. You seen playing? Oh, yeah. Uh, James Devlin, fullback of uh, God, last last 10 years now. He retired, so there's a spot for him to move in. If uh, Devin Asiai from uh, UCLA doesn't really do nothing in the tight end position, he could be our new starting tight end. Uh, that Asiasi kid from UCLA isn't really a good blocker. So that's something that Dalton's definitely got over him. And Belichick's known for slinging the ball out to the edges. Oh yeah, I mean he used a he used a linebacker. He used a linebacker last year for a fullback after Devlin went down. So like, why wouldn't he use? Why wouldn't you use Dalton King? I think it was a good choice. Yeah, I think it was a good choice. It was definitely an unusual one that they traded up for. I do think they should have took a quarterback. Like I got faith in Stidham. Don't get me wrong. And even if it comes down to Brian Hoyer, I still think they're going to be decent. But. Like you got to roll the dice. I just I I don't see why you don't roll the dice and try to get a quarterback. Like you, I see. I mean, they did sign that Michigan State kid and like a Louisiana Tech kid on uh some you know un uh, undrafted deals, but they probably won't go past practice squad. Patriots never fill more than two quarterbacks. Yeah. Ever since uh Brissett and Garoppolo were gone. Um, I guess the one that um, and it. I can't remember who it is. The, who was the kid that uh, Green Bay drafted as a quarterback? Oh, Jordan Love. Yeah, from Utah. From Utah State, yeah. Is it is that sending a signal to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. I don't know. That is that one's a weird one for me. I think what I'm thinking is I think they're going to do like they did with the uh, Brett Favre. They're going to draft the you know young stud to come in, take a good two three years, really understand you know Packers football. And then whenever it's, you know, Aaron Rodgers is 39, he might, you know, they might play him. But Aaron Rodgers also just doesn't seem like a guy that's going to retire at like 38 or 39. He seems like he wants to be like Brady and play until he's 45. I don't see why not. I mean, he's yeah, healthy. He's healthy. He's still slinging the rock. Like, why not? The um, Another one I want to mention, too, of course, we'll talk about the Cowboys. You know, their first pick went number 17, uh, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. You know, C.D. Lamb. Oh, yeah. C.D. Lamb, great uh, pick. 
Why did, how did he get to number 17? You know, is that uh, Jerry Jones luck or? I think that was just the receiver run didn't start until later. Everyone thought because the Broncos took uh, Jerry Judy out of Alabama. Yeah, Jerry Judy. Two picks before that, which uh, uh, the Raiders took uh, Henry Ruggs, wide receiver out of Alabama. They took Henry Ruggs just because they're looking for a new uh, Tyreek Hill. They're just oh. trying to find their own Tyreek Hill. Okay. That's all they're looking for. Because I mean, he's just a little like five ten, five eleven, speedy guy. Runs like a four point four. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm tickled. Like, I look, thought look CD, who we got to catch the ball now. Yeah, I thought CD was definitely the better receiver out of all three of those, and that's coming from a guy who likes Alabama. So, I thought he was better than Jerry, Judy, and uh, Ruggs third. You think it's going to take us back to the, uh, the old days of uh, Des Bryant? I think CD in the long run could be better than Des Bryant, honestly. Who we got catching the ball now? Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. This and CD Lamb. Look at that. I mean, that's a crazy receiver. Now, if we just had a quarterback to throw the ball, we'd be See, in good shape. Patriots got Julian Edelman, and that's it. <laughs> that's the only one left. Yeah, we got him. He might be our quarterback. I don't know yet. He plays all positions. <laughs> Pretty much, he yeah. He plays all positions. I, th- I think Julian Edelman should be the quarterback this year. I say at this point, why not? You drafted him for it. Like, he was a quarterback in college. Belichick could win a Super Bowl with anybody. That's what I'm saying. Why not? <laughs> Put him in there. It's not <laughs> the um, I'm just looking looking down the breakdown of the. Uh, they said the top three uh, draft draft uh, teams: uh, Ravens number one, Cowboys number two, and uh, Vikings number three. I'd put the Cardinals up there. Uh, Cardinals had a really good draft. When they they, they found number four. Yeah, because yeah, they, they got they got Isaiah Simmons, and that was just a crazy steal. Crazy. I was going to break down the Cowboys, see if you know any of these other guys or what you think about them. Of course, we said C.D. Lamb went number 17. Um, number Round number two, Trevon Diggs, Alabama. You know who uh, you know who his brother is? Stephon? Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, round three, we got a defensive tackle, uh, Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma. Okay. Um, round four, Reggie Robinson, the second, uh, cornerback out of Tulsa. Plus round four, we got Taylor Baidez, that's center out of Wisconsin. That's the big one they were talking about because to, uh, um, replace Fed- Frederick. Yeah, he's retiring this year. Mm. I mean, he's been there forever. Oh yeah, forever. Uh, round five, Branley Anna, out of Utah, and then round seven, Ben De- Ben Denucci, quarterback out of James Madison University. JMU. Have you seen him play? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Not I mean, bad. he's going to be a third stringer he's for now, but uh, Division Two guy, yeah. got to got to see what he could do. You got to be know? careful of those JMU's and those Appalachian states; they'll creep up on you. Yeah, them double A's will light you up. <laughs> Speaking of double A's, Patriots used their first pick to get a Division Two guy for Did a they? cornerback. Yeah, out of some no name school, I can't even remember the name of it, but he's kind of like a same deal as Isaiah Simmons. He's just built. He's not big enough to like play linebacker like Isaiah is, but he's somebody that could play cornerback, could play free safety, strong safety. He could play anywhere in the back four. Now, where did he go at? Because you know Belichick's he went early. Well so he went in the tra- second trade. round. So did he even have a first round pick? He did. They had the twenty uh, third pick and they traded it. Okay. They traded it away. Pick number two or round two, pick number thirty seven is Kyle Duger. Yeah, Kyle Duger, South Lenore Ryan. Exactly. Where so is I'm, South Lenore Ryan? Ryan, I'm sorry, 
South Lenore Ryan. I couldn't tell you. Is that a junior college? It, like I said, it's like some Division two or junior college that a hey, Belichick's seen him, likes him, got big things planned for. I mean, look at their best uh, cornerback before Stephon Gilmore came, Malcolm Butler. He came from, uh, God, what was it? It was like Northern Alabama State University or something like that. He was from one of those just, you know, out there schools, not a big name. So they've got a good history. They got a good history. And I mean, Patriots know their secondaries. You know, the McCordys, Chung, like they haven't missed. Chung's still there, right? I think he's gone. Is I think he, he left this year, if I'm not mistaken, because that's the reason they drafted him was to uh replace. Yeah, y'all got uh two second rounders, three third rounders. Y'all had uh Yeah, the third rounders Josh were the tight ends. Uh Josh linebacker, Mucci. Mucci. From Michigan. Yeah, he's going to be real good. Uh, real good. Anthony Jennings, outside linebacker out of Alabama. Another good one. Another good pick. Much needed linebackers. Devin Asiagi. Asiasi. Asiasi. UCLA tight end. Yeah, that's the – Oh, wow, yeah. Then tight the, end Dalton King. Man, that's that's pretty good. Uh, I don't see his stats, how tall he is or anything, or how big he is. but um, Dalton King, 6'4", Asiasi, 6'3". Hey, that's who you want to throw to. Yeah. Asiasi is just not really a blocker. He's just a straight pass catcher. And then your favorite pick, uh, round number five, pick 159, trade from the Raiders. Justin Rohrwasser plays kicker for Marshall. <laughs> Traded for that. Traded. Go Herd. Go Herd. <laughs> like, hey, man, love Marshall and all, but come on. Well, hey, sounds like, you know, it was a good draft, I think. Uh, it was interesting. I can definitely say I was very saddened and, uh, you know, for finally thinking that I was going to get to watch a draft and be like, you know, who's going to be my new quarterback? Who's going to be my new quarterback? Just to, you know, watch for three hours, three and a half hours, and your team to trade the pick right at the last second. It sucks. Plus, there was it's, nobody, no fans there to boo the commissioner. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> uh, the, even, like, the uh, – just all the – obviously Fanfare. like him trying to like script them booing at him and everything and he's like telling them like come on you know trying to like lo you know hype him up and everything before the cameras come i think that'd be a uh, road trip one day what go NFL to the draft, draft. yeah that would be dope that'd, that'd be like wrestlemania we, we, Super Bowl we, we wouldn't be able to sit up. together though that would be the that's only true. problem that's true maybe we can go to the hokey draft <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to the portal transfer <laughs> yeah that's what we're called now that's what we're called um What's about all about? You got anything else on the draft? Honestly, that's about got it covered for me. I mean, we covered the top ten, covered all our teams' picks pretty much. That you know. What about free agency? Impact. Anybody, people at uh, different spots this year? I mean, we're out. still waiting for Cam Newton to go somewhere. And that I've seen, I haven't seen anything yet. You know, obviously something could have went down and I just missed it, but I have not seen Cam Newton sign anywhere yet. If he was, if he was an owner, would you draft him? Would I sign him? I would sign Cam Newton if he – I would sign Cam Newton, the veteran backup quarterback. I wouldn't sign Cam Newton, the MVP. No. Just And the problem is is I don't think Cam Newton is going to want to sign anywhere as Cam Newton, the veteran backup. Like, Or I think he's, he's going to be like, hey, I want an MVP like four years ago, guys. I need my money. And I just I think that's going to be what hurts him to find a team. Well, the thing that hurts me with him, and it goes back to what we was talking about social media, is uh, seems like he's a little more concentrating on that than he is his game. 
I know he's yeah. hurt. He has some shoulder problems and stuff. Well, the per- they need to just let Achilles him. heel. They need to just let him get healthy. Like that's all they had to do. Yeah. They would just keep bringing the guy back when he's at eighty five percent, and then he'd play a game, and he'd be down to like seventy percent, and then he'd play another game, and he'd be down to sixty percent, and then that's when you would start noticing like, oh hey, something might be wrong with Cam Newton. He might be hurt. Who's Maybe their backup? Their backup was Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Yeah, he was the guy that started most of the year last year. That uh undraft or. I think he might have been undrafted. No, the, he might have been a late rounder. They got the kid from uh, West Virginia too, right? Yeah, Will Greer. Yeah, but uh, he didn't start last year. But he he is also there. He's aggressive. Now they got that PJ Walker kid. They got Teddy Bridgewater. So stacked. Yeah, like I said, they, they're going to look good. And you got Christian McCaffrey run CMC. And it's rabid Panther fans too. They're either we want to win it all. We don't want to win anything. I mean, they there there's no in between for them. No. They either love their team or they hate their team. One in fifteen or fifteen and one. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. We're we're friends with quite a quite a bit of Panther fans and uh I think they tore up a lot of remote controls and TVs and uh other things, whatever they had in their hand at the time. <laughs> and it was on stupid decisions. So at least it's on their part of it. So uh what about anybody else uh, in the NFL's Free uh, agents Winston, ones. where's Winston? Jameis went to the Saints, which I think is a really good fit for Stacked. him. Yeah, Stacked. Yeah. Stacked. He's He's going to be the third behind because uh, basically they needed somebody to come in there to take some – so that way, what's his name? Um, I can't even Rivers. think. Not Rivers, but um, – No, Drew Brees. Yeah. They uh they got this guy that's a backup for him. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, okay. the guy that can do everything. The dude that like used to do kickoffs and like runs the ball, plays quarterback. He's the backup. He just does everything, bro. You know how many picks they had in the draft this year? I think it was like four. Four total picks. They didn't picks. need any. Exactly. They're, they have Alvin Kamara. They're they ready to play. M- yeah, they got Michael Thomas. They got Drew Brees. They got Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. What only do thing, they need? Only thing worries me about Jameis Winston is you're going from Tampa to New Orleans. Yeah. What's, what's the temptation on I, Bourbon Street? Let's just hope he doesn't see no crab legs out on Bourbon Street at night. <laughs> I know that was coming. <laughs> Get some um, andouille sausage. Oh man, I love Jamison. I, I mean, he got LASIK surgery, so I think he's. I think he'd ball out. I think, I think he's gonna. Now, huh? Yeah, I think if they. I think if the Saints let him play some preseason, I think we're gonna see a new Jamis. Especially if you let him sit behind some, because who he hasn't had a veteran quarterback really to sit behind other than Mike Glennon, since he's been in the league. And like, what are you gonna learn from Mike Glennon other than how to screw the Bears out of thirty million dollars or however much they paid him to come up there when Trubisky came? Trubisky, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. had like. They paid him however much money before they drafted Trubisky fourth overall or whatever it was. So that's about all he could teach you how to do. That's what, it. What do you see out of the um, out of the Chiefs again this year? Same thing. Repeat. Honestly, They're losing anybody, gaining anybody. The in the draft they beefed up their line a little bit, which definitely helps. And then they got a new running back. I can't remember where he's from, but he's supposed to be good. He's supposed to be, you know, taking on the reins this year, being their lead back. I think they got him in the second round or – yeah, second, second. Might be the last pick of the first. Do they play the Bengals? I don't know. Because he reminds me a whole lot of that kid coming to the Bengals as far as taking a ball and making a play happen when there's nothing there. When there's nothing, he yeah. You just think he's dead. He's going to lose 20 yards. And the next thing you know, he completes a 40-yard underhand pass and downfield. Oh, yeah, just crazy stuff. Magic man. Pretty much. Dude, one one that made no sense to me was the Philadelphia Eagles picking up Jalen Hurts. Like, what are you going to do with him? Where did he go? Where was he from? He's from Oklahoma. The the boy that oh, yeah, was yeah, quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jalen, the one that was quarterback at Alabama. They yeah. went to Oklahoma. Yeah, 
He went to the Eagles in the second round. Why? Like, you got Carson Wentz, guys. Like, what are you going to do? Are you really going to start Jalen? Are you going to use him as a backup? Like, what are you doing with him? Are you planning on getting rid of Wentz? I don't think you're getting rid of Wentz. Like, sure, he's injury prone, but I don't think you're getting rid of him. Could you use him as a receiver? No, I wouldn't. Not that he's he's you could like don't get me wrong he's an athlete you could, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like saying you could use Lamar Jackson as a running back. True. Like yeah you could and he would probably be one of the best running backs in the league, but he plays quarterback and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and that's truthfully how I feel about Jalen Hurts too, but you know, unfortunately he ends up on the Eagles. So, I was really hoping for him to come to the Patriots. Really hoping for that one. That was who my pick number 23rd was is I was hoping they were going to reach for him so really what we're coming around to now is we're coming back to the heyday of NCAA football because these quarterbacks are graduating now they're getting to the NBA we're going to see those matchups NFL again. I'm sorry NFL we're going to see those matchups again oh yeah those dream matchups that you used I mean, to they're, see they're going to be not on the same team they're going to be against each other and mm-hmm. others are going to be on the same team and you just, just think to see what well, they can do you got a lot of college teammates that are actually uh like getting on the same teams and stuff like that like I know uh Patriots, the big reason they well, – I can imagine one of the big reasons they went with Josh Ucci in this year's draft is because one of the linebacker they picked – no, I can't remember his name, but he's the white boy with the long white uh, blonde hair that they picked last year in like the second or third round. He was also from Michigan. They were teammates. If I'm not mistaken, they were roommates at Michigan. That so makes like, sense. There's a lot of that now going into the league of like – you notice how like half of uh, Dallas's picks were from Oklahoma? Yeah. Like, well, just, and that's where Jerry Jones is from too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just – it's a big thing. Arkansas and Oklahoma. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they did get Darren McFadden. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> last Arkansas Speaking of the I Cowboys, of. Um, last thing I heard, of course, we you know, we got the, the quarterback from Cincinnati. And um, the last thing I read is they've, they've thrown a deal out on the table for Dak. Uh, and you probably think it's crazy. A lot of people think it's crazy, but uh, – what I read was $31.6 million for four years. Is that and, a uh, year or just all together? I think it's a year. That's ridiculous. But I think the only thing holding it up now, and they got till July to, to sign him, is and – and I hadn't read into all the details because I hadn't got into it yet, but um, he wants five years instead of four years. Um, all right, well, let me put it – let me just put it out. You've got Amari Cooper that you got to pay. You got Ezekiel Elliott that you got to pay. Like those are two guys that are going to be top paid stars. What's the, what's the rookie going to cost? Who CD? He's not going to charge shit. He's going to come cheap. He, he ain't going to be too bad. He's not going to be minimum. He, yeah, but I mean he's a seventeenth pick, so he's yeah. not going to be crazy. He's not going to be like how much Joe Burrow's getting right now, or like how much you know Chase Young's about to make from Washington. Like he ain't going to be that, but he's still going to make good money. But he ain't going to be as big as a cap space. Uh, cap space risk as Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, these guys who've got these bigger, longer, big money deals, especially Amari. Because Amari just got that really big, how many years, four or five years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really big wide receiver deal. But you was, know, Amari was getting, um, I'm going to complacent. He wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. You could see it in his eyes. They wasn't going to him as much as they should. Don't know whose call that was. Um, but they wasted a lot of money there too. But that's good for Amari because less passes you're throwing at him, less hits he's taking too. So mm-hmm. we'll have him a few more years. But, um, you know, I'm a diehard Dallas fan, have been, and uh, probably get a lot of hate on Twitter. But um, I don't think he's worth it. 
as far as quarterback. The money, no. I no. sat I sat in here on the couch last year too many times in the fourth quarter, that knowing we had a chance to come back and win a game or tie a game, and he missed a player by fifteen yards. Oh yeah, or throw it over their head or throw it in the dirt. Like Trubisky, not, Trubisky gets a really bad rap for like missing receivers and everything and being that. But guys, watch a Dak Prescott game. Yeah, just watch is. watch Dak Prescott play a game. Romo, Romo yeah. did the same thing if under pressure. If if Dak Prescott is not, you know, doesn't if Dak Prescott has anybody within five foot of him and he's passing it more than ten yards, it's over. He's got height. I'm 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 kind of question his vision a lot of times mm. because I mean, he'll either go zero interceptions in a game or he'll go four interceptions in a game. And they'll be bad interceptions. They're not tips. They're not. I mean, they're they're not the cornerback just made a play on. Yeah, him. they're throwing in the guy's numbers. Yeah, like he like hit you can't him. see him. Like know? he was the receiver. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, defense yeah. defensive coaches nowadays watch a lot of film and and they know they know by the body body actions and the language that what that quarterback's going to do. Um, of course, a lot of you know do the quarterback's eyes mm-hmm. uh, gives them away if you if you got a good set of eyes and if you hold the ball a long time. Tom Brady didn't hold the ball long enough for anybody to read his eyes. I mean, it was, it oh, was yeah. out out down the field. So, but well. now Tom Brady's going to that Bruce Arians seven drep or uh, seven step drop offense. How's that going to change? Think he'll scramble? No, nah, I don't think he'll scramble. But I think you're going to see Tom Brady get rock and rolled this year. <laughs> He's going to get rock and rolled. Did they? Uh, did they? Until uh, Bruce Arians realizes that that seven step drop just ain't. Tom's right handed, right? Yeah. So did they uh, draft right handed uh, or left handed? tackle offensive tackle i don't remember who they even <laughs> drafted but brady better get in the old pocketbook and pay that boy whoever it is and better buy him a rolex whatever he needs <laughs> new left. truck because he's 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 known to have been blindsided before he's not oh yeah like i said if if they put tom brady in a seven step drop like bruce arians is probably going to do yeah he's going to get killed off the edge every time well you think about it you put him in a seven second seven step drop He's going to be holding the ball three times longer than he's than he used did. to. Yeah, because he's used to hold it for two seconds. Two seconds and a five-yard like pitch yeah. off to the running back, tight end slash Julian Edelman. Yeah. Like it's totally different. Gronk will be blown up in six seconds. Oh yeah, Gronk don't know how to <laughs> run that long. <laughs> he needs a beer break on the way. There you go. There you go. I think I am totally convinced that Gronkowski only came back to the NFL because he was playing in Tampa Bay, and it's where he can park his yacht. He's just going to go park his yacht somewhere down there in Florida. Not a bad idea. He's just going to live his life. But you know what else is headquartered in Tampa, Florida, too, right? What? WWE. Yeah, which he's a part stuff. of. Hulk Hogan lives down there. A lot of the wrestlers live there. So I mean, he was twenty four. He was twenty four seven champion. Him and Mojo are going to be tearing down Tampa. There you go. If it's uh, COVID ever yeah. lets him out. But um, anybody else you think of on the draft? That's about it. That's. Uh, the surprises, or anybody that's at another position you're anxious to see this year? I can't even think any other Hokies that win. I don't think any did. I think we lost maybe one. I think we had a free agent. Now, what about the kid you talked about the XFL while ago? He never get get drafted? uh, Cam Phillips? Yeah. Mm -mm. Wow. I don't think Cam Phillips ever signed nowhere. I'll have to recheck Twitter, but last I checked. Yeah, and I don't get that guy. He was leading the XFL, bro. Like, him and P.J. Walker were a duo, a tandem. Tell me, who does Carolina have on their team right now at receiver that is better than Cam Phillips? DJ Moore? No. No, they don't. Like, Devin Funches, is he even still there? I don't know. But even if he wasn't, he's not as good as him. 
Like he's not as good as Cam Phillips. Then Cam Phillips have like a he had one game with three touchdowns. Didn't yes, he? he they had like five XFL games and Cam Phillips had like nine or ten touchdowns. That's crazy. That's crazy. I watched. He him. was he leading was, the lead in yards and touchdowns just by a ridiculous margin. Of course, it means a lot too when you got somebody throw the ball to you. I mean, PJ Walker. Yeah. I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong, but like, it wasn't like he had like the XFL Tom Brady out there passing to him, man. And guess what? He could go to the Panthers and could have had possibly P.J. Walker throw into him again. Well, I guess we, uh, speaking of XFL too, there is no more XFL. Yeah, sadly. That you, really makes me sad. Do you think uh, the way it was going, it would have lasted? or I think it would have. COVID, COVID got it? I think I think COVID. I think COVID honestly got it. because I mean, it There were some followers. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it on my channel, but people that I would talk to. Oh, I was watching every to, weekend. And the, the new rules and the way they play it and everything. Everybody was excited. I, NFL right now needs to change their kickoff rule to the XFL rule. I agree. That was like I so agree. much better. Like you're 10 yards away from each other, just kind of going at it, gladiatorial style. Like that's so much better. Like, but their extra point. The extra point. I mean, yeah, I like that extra point system too. But eh, at that point, you kind of take the kicker out. You do. And yeah. I don't like that. I'll, I, the kickers are all right. Like, I mean – they're needed. They're, kickers are there for you to hate in like the best or the worst of times and for you to love in the best of times. Like when Gostowski makes that or uh, Vinatieri makes that field goal against the Eagles in the Super Bowl, like, hey, that's a great feeling. But whenever you're, you know, you know uh, that kicker for the Vikings in the playoff and you shank a 19-yard uh, field goal like 20 yards to the left, hey, feels bad, man. Feels real bad. Speaking of that um – our uh, Joey Sly, he any, did he go anywhere? Uh, he was kicking for the go. he was kicking for the Panthers last year. They let him and go. Then they let him that one game where he missed. Yeah, two missed like two short ones. And I, hadn't heard anything I don't think I don't think anybody signed him through the year after that. But that was ah, I wish Joey Sly could have made it. Yeah. Joey Sly was a good kicker. He was best one since Shane Graham. Yep. Yeah. Um, one other thing I guess uh, is going to be new for the NFL we haven't covered yet is. Uh, the uh, Raiders are going to Las Vegas this year. Oh yeah, they're supposed to have that uh, their big dome ready for them and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, I don't know. It's the, looking nice. I don't know all the uh, personnel there yet, but I do know that um, Jason Witten is a Raider. <laughs> is a Raider. Believe it or now, not, that's... I mean he came back last year, and, and to my uh, my intentions was he was going to come back one year and take Vanderesh under his wing and sort of help him and now Witten's gone to another team and Vander Esch is ready to play so I mean yeah I don't know Oakland is like such a weird fit for Jason Witten to I me. agree like we're yeah. not not even Oakland anymore Las Vegas like Jason Witten in Las Vegas that just doesn't seem like it fits no like he was was Jason Witten gonna do go out to the bar at like 2 a.m to the casino like no Nothing. No, that's not Jason Witt. Not that I can see. I, I don't know the guy personally. He's going to stand obviously. on the street corner and hand out flyers for church services. And see, like prayer meetings. That's stuff. what I see that's from him. Jason Witten, man. That's what I see. They probably ain't paying him anything. He's probably going to be dissing the Mickey Mouse outfit, getting his picture taken on the side, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, just uh, all kinds of different things. Uh, like I said, we we can think what we can think, but until it happens, you know, we, we we're not going to know what's going to go on. So. Keep her fingers crossed. Uh, hope we'll be able to keep you informed a little bit on this podcast. And uh, if you have any questions, you can also send them to the, to the Twitter. And that's at this is our Dusty and at this is our Randy. Any questions? If those questions we asked earlier, you know, if you want to chime in on that, we'd be glad to answer that too. And uh, like I said, it's our first one. Um, we're hoping to get some more content maybe after things open up. 
and we might dabble on a little stuff here and there. Uh, might hit a little NASCAR if something exciting happens, or some NCAA football, NCAA basketball. Uh, we even do a little wrestling every once in a while. We don't dwell on it, but uh, you never know. There might be something exciting going on. So, uh, But mainly we're going to stick with our football and basketball. Yeah, definitely going to be the two main ones. Yeah, since that's the ones that gives us ulcers all the time. So <laughs> we'll go from there. But uh, Dusty, anything in uh, in closing, I guess? Um, cover? I guess not really. It's a great first show. Um, really hope you guys enjoy it. Really hope you guys go follow us on Twitter. Again, that's at this is our Dusty, at this is our Randy. Definitely go on there, follow us, tweet us, do everything else on there. And uh, just really appreciate anybody that took however long this podcast is just to sit here and listen to two guys talk about sports. Another thing, too, we might uh, turn this into a uh, video, too, if we uh, give enough interest and do the video podcast. Where yeah, we'll have to definitely, definitely work on a studio space to make permanent and everything. But, yeah, definitely look out for video on the future. So anybody's uh, input on that would be great, too. Uh, again, like Dusty said, we're going to try to attempt to do this once a week. Uh, maybe try to put these out on Monday, which is a good day for us. Depends on how we get it edited and go through it. So uh, join us each week we'll, uh, on the Twitter, and we'll you'll get a notification when we're uh, going to be posting. And like Dusty said, that's at, uh, at This Is Our Dusty and at This Is Our Randy. And until we talk to you again, hope you all have a great weekend, great holiday weekend, and we'll see you on the next podcast. And Thanks. this is our year. This is our year. There you go. And thanks for joining us on um, on our podcast. Thank you.